ladies, welcome back. It's Maria and Lindsay again. Yes. That movie, the music is just like so intense. I love it. Right. right. <laughs> but this week, I chose a movie for Lindsay to watch that she has never seen or doesn't recall seeing at least. Uh, 1992's Fern Gully, which I watched a lot as a kid on video. Because I, I didn't see this one in the theater, but I had it on video. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 1992's Fern Gully, I would say, well, for me anyway, because it was my home kind of classic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, it does have uh, a really great cast, especially, you know, from the time, of course. Uh, you got Tim Curry, legendary, Christian mm-hmm. Slater, uh, Robin Williams, right? Super big at the time. This was just before he did uh, Aladdin. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And there was like... There was a lot of beef between the studio that did Ferngully and Disney. Yeah. I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Yeah. Because Disney, you know, Disney doesn't want any competition, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't like that. So they tried to stop this movie from happening at all. Mm-hmm. So, for instances, because um, uh, the people who were behind Ferngully had also been able to hire some of the Disney animators to do Ferngully, right? Mm-hmm. They got them away from them to do fern gully so disney was super upset about that yeah i can see that i can see that um i was thinking about that when um when i was watching it i was like back then i bet you there was a lot of competition between disney and the other um everybody did right the other houses that did animation mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah they um they like somehow interfered with the studio where they were recording their voice, their voice acting. So they couldn't go back there. And so they were recording like all over the place. And one of the places they were recording was like this bar, like a back room in a bar. Yeah. Oh, wow. Disney tried to buy the bar so they could evict them. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Like wild, right? And right. like, one of the reasons why, like Tim Curry, not Tim, well, Tim Curry and Robin Williams wanted to be involved was because of the message of environmentalism. They really liked the message, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Robin Williams had asked Disney when he was doing Aladdin, he was like, don't really put my name like out there like that. You know, I don't want to be like one of the main kind of like draws for this movie. I don't want like a whole bunch of publicity, you know, just let the movie basically stand on its own, I guess is what he really wanted to do, but his performance. Mm-hmm himself, not really his name, because he would go around to stand-ups and sign and show up without signing his name. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the, right. So it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Disney the opposite. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like they really pushed him, especially his song Friend Like Me. That was a huge hit. hmm And you can see a lot of like similarity in the performances uh for his character in Ferngully that you do in Aladdin. Particularly mm-hmm. like with friend like me because he's doing a bunch of impressions and stuff, mm-hmm. or is no Prince Ali where he's doing like a bunch of impressions. Well, he mm-hmm. does a lot of impressions, way. <laughs> but, right? Yeah. Right, right. You know, um, and that's kind of why he never really went back in animation. Mm. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, because I mean, it's just especially like when you're dealing with Disney, I can see you not really having too much of if any control over anything. Yeah, you know, that's true. But for that to be like the one thing he said he really did not want and you to do that exact do thing. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
right? Right. So, but then um, I also see Disney side because it's like you got Robin D. Williams. Of course, I'm gonna let the world know. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think he just didn't want to be like center stage. You know, give me, give me stage right, stage left, just right, not right. center. <laughs> right. And it, it wasn't. Well, I don't know. What his how? Well, no, he was extremely popular before that, as far mm -hmm. as I know. Right? Yeah. Because I was watching Mork and Mindy all the time. As a kid. Mm -hmm. Right, right. He's been popular ever since, like, far as far back that I can remember is the 70s. Yeah, at least the 70s, for sure. Yeah. Okay, that's when he popped on the scene, because that's when Mork and Mindy is supposed to take place. Mm -hmm. And that's at least late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, and so. then he was on the Richard Pryor show. Oh, wow, see. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> well, it just makes me only a little upset because I was like, man, I would have loved to see him in more animated things. So. Right, right, exactly. You know that that that's the part that kind of sucks because it kind of robbed us of that. But then in the same breath, he may not have had time to do Jumanji or Mrs. Doubtfire, and those right. are big hits. You know, yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. Things um, worked out in the end. I guess I just rest <laughs> peace, Robin Williams. We miss you. So, right, right. R.I.P. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so right, Fern Gully, all Fern Gully, the last rainforest, which I never knew it had like that alternate kind of title. I just always mm -hmm. called it Fern Gully. Uh, of course, yeah. 1992. It was a Bill Courier film, so it was an independent kind of studio, and he was in Australia, and he also did the uh, was I think it was the Crocodile Dundee movies. Oh, okay. He worked on one of those. So, you know, mm. one of the the. I don't know what it was about Australia in the 80s and 90s, but for some right. reason, there was like specific Australian content. I don't know if it was like the Australian invasion, like the British invasion or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but it's really cool. I, I like it a lot. It's pretty simple. Uh, it's about this you have these uh, wood sprites in a forest in Australia, um, which you can only find out because they like hold up one of the characters' IDs for like. A couple of seconds i had to pause because mm. i would been i had been reading that it was a brazilian rainforest i was like i kind of remember it being australia mm. but yeah okay it's australia so and uh i didn't at the time of course i was like australian rainforest i had no idea you know it you know the most popular vision of australia in my mind was like mad max you know well basically the the music video for tina turner's song for mad max i did not know that was supposed to be in australia yeah. Huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these wood spites live in this in this forest. And I, I really like the opening scene where the older Maggie mm -hmm. uh sprite is explaining to Krista, the younger sprite, who's gonna like take over her leadership as uh, I guess for the people, the the, the wood sprites of Ferngully. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, she's telling her the history of their of their of their race and everything, and how their closest friends were human. And the way you see it is like from cave paintings, or it was basically like spray spraying paint where you put your hand on on the cave. This is the theory, right? You put the hand on the cave, and you would spray paint around it, and that's how you get like those pans on the cave walls and stuff like that. Like some of the earliest human art that you know we've ever been able to discover. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is going back many thousands of years, right? Yeah. 
And so they use this art to tell the story of, you know, kind of them being friends with humans and then in Hexus or Nexus, it seems a little of both to me sometimes. Right. Right, uh, I was going back and forth with you to a bodega. Okay, but, uh, it was like, Texas. Right, right. No, no, it wasn't just you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the spirit of Texas Nexus, uh, destruction <laughs> and pollution, you know, comes through and it's like raining smoke and all this stuff, and they're able to trap him in a tree, and so they trap him in this tree, and then they've been able to live in harmony, but they haven't seen humans since. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen humans for millennia, which lucky you, honestly. Right. right. <laughs> Especially in Australia. Man, man, we're not even gonna go there, but absolutely. I was, I was definitely like a robot out humans. I would mm. I can get with that. Mm-hmm. You mean because Maggie has to be quite old. Mm. She was there when they trapped Nexus in the tree, so they live for quite a while. Right, right. They don't have jobs. Right. They don't worry about any of that. They just right. make right. sure their home is taken care of. Everything's mm-hmm. good. Yep. I, I can't blame them. I would also like that life. Yeah. It was, it's a soft life. Mm-hmm. And I would aspire to one day. Right. <laughs> like a job? What is what is that? What right. what is it? What is a job? I don't understand. It's okay. like, Man, I wish a foreign I... language. <laughs> right. Like I don't I don't get it. Yeah. Oh. Hell, I don't get it, and I speak the language. Okay. What is a job? Why do I have to have one? Right. Especially the ones we have, anyway. Okay. Right. Like this is so ghetto. Right <laughs> so, uh, you know, they they've been living in harmony, and Krista's trying to learn these lessons from Maggie. She's supposed to help take over the magic, but Krista's much younger. We don't know ages of anybody except for Zach. Krista's much younger. So she's not really kind of interested. She feels like this history is kind of disconnected from her. Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of more interested in adventure and like, um, you know, seeing what's beyond Fern Gully, really. And <clears throat> so she flies up through the canopy, which you're not supposed to. And she can see like smoke in the distance. And she doesn't even know what smoke is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she almost gets killed by a falcon because she went above the canopy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she goes back and she tells Maggie what she's seen. And Maggie tells her, oh, yeah, that's probably smoke. And uh, she's like, oh, do you think Hexus is back? And Maggie's like, no, no. Why would you leave? Why would you say that goodbye? <laughs> right. We don't speak that name. <laughs> right. Leave. You can't. No, you're wrong. Bye. All right. Right. <laughs> you just know <laughs> she's just worried. It's right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I get, you know what I'm saying? She's been told all these bad things about Hexus. So you, and then you told that he's trapped in a tree. And so you may worry. So I get it. Yeah, for sure. And of course she wants to really, she doesn't want anybody to panic. Right. Mm -hmm. So she actually uses her magic to move all of these trees around, I guess, instead of flying above the canopy. Mm Mm-hmm. And she sees the smoke in the distance and she knows Hexes is back. Yeah. So that's when we get to the humans in the story. And they're the ones, of course, in this big machine called the Leveler. And they're they're cutting down all the trees and turning them into lumber for who knows whatever. Um, and it's it's very easy job, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Right. The, the two in the leveler are really just uh, supervising everybody else who's either outside cutting the trees or spraying the trees with X's so they know which trees to cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're they uh what was it oh the, one of the guys who's working for them zach is this young kid from the city they say you know he's coming from the city for a summer job mm-hmm. uh, we find out that zach is like 16. um and so he's out here just spraying spray painting the trees no no mask nope no nothing no nothing, no, nothing. And if you ever like been around spray paints yeah you really just want to you want to cover those nostrils at least because you're gonna be you know blowing out spray paint for the next three days if you don't right right i was just thinking like okay maybe the um the humidity because they're in a rainforest maybe that is making it to where he doesn't need a mask i don't know maybe i was just i was thinking too far into a couple of things in this movie (laughs) (laughs) you gotta be you gotta be back in 1992 that and it's a cartoon yeah yeah. Cartoon about fictional beings. So. Right, right. Because I'm just like, okay, she doesn't know how to handshake, but she knows English. And they both are speaking in American dialect. And yeah, yeah. even though they're in Australia, I don't. Right. Know, I don't. You know, other than the fact that they won, maybe Christian Slater couldn't do an Australian accent, which fair. Um, but yeah, it's very odd that nobody has an Australian accent in this movie. <laughs> No, no, not That's at another all. reason why you'd be like, where is this taking place? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I would have I would have um bought a fictional place. Yeah, for sure. You know. Um, although I appreciate them making it a real place because then at mm-hmm. least it feels more real. But we could have had somebody with an Australian accent. Somebody. You or, know, like do they do they have any rainforests in America? And no, we don't have rainforests. We're too above oh. the line for that. Okay. Uh, unless you maybe think about uh, Hawaii or maybe some of the territories. Okay. Yeah, but even them have accents. So, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, I was thinking too far into it. I had to just, I had to leave stuff alone. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. So Zach is out here putting these X's on the trees, listening to his headphones or whatever, you know. Seems like a fine summer job, I guess. You know, it doesn't take too much. Talk about, you know, so. And he, there's a fly. He comes across this tree that looks really big and gnarly. It's nothing like any of the other trees. It's like three times the size. It's got all these bulbous things. And it looks like it's also just totally black. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike the other trees and he's just like whoa you know so he goes to take a look at it uh even though it's kind of out of his path and there's a a bug that's flying around him so he decides to spray the bug with the paint which is like okay (laughs) (laughs) you know very 16 Um, yeah so he decides to spray the bug with the paint and inadvertently ends up putting an x on the tree Mm -hmm. and this is the tree that holds nexus and we know this because it starts to suck up the paint and you can hear this like dark whispers like mm-hmm. and it always creeped me out as a kid did <laughs> it creep me out a lot actually as a kid yeah especially when you get to like his whole uh toxic love song and he's like this skeleton and everything mm-hmm. and he's talking about acid rain 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so worried. Because like, right. acid rain is going to eat through everything. Right, right. Including no. your skin and right. we're all going to die. Right. Yeah. So we need the trees. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he does that, and of course, this releases hex hexes, especially you know when there's overtime for them to like clear out more forest more quickly, right? And they see the axe, and they cut the tree. And the hex is released, and now he's inside the leveler. He's got all this smoke to drink up, and all this stuff. And he's just getting bigger and more powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time that Zach sees the these uh hexes well the texas tree he also sees crystal like right after but he doesn't, he doesn't know what he's seeing he thinks he's seeing like a lightning bug or something but he's traveling he's like chasing it for some reason mm-hmm. stay on task all you gotta do is x trees yeah i know that's rich coming from me <laughs> like, you had one job and not right. only one job very very easy job extremely easy yeah. extremely easy we don't need to go chasing after mysterious lights in the rainforest. Right. But he does. <laughs> you know. Because we, right? we have to have the movie. Yes. And so Krista wants to be able to, she's trying to use her magic. Her magic's not quite up to the level of Maggie yet. Uh, and she's trying to get there. And uh, But she casts a spell on him to try to make him see, you know, the fairies and stuff like that. Uh, but she says size instead of sight. And it shrinks him down to fairy size. Mm-hmm. And he's now in danger of getting chopped up by the lever and everything. And she rescues him. And, uh, you know, and takes him into the forest and everything. And he's absolutely freaking out. Because why wouldn't he be? <laughs> right. Right. It's totally understandable. Yeah. But that's when... Um, okay, so she she shrunk him. But remember, he fell on the uh, spider web. Mm-hmm. You know, spider web in the tree. Yeah. Yeah. And Batty rescued them both because they was about to be shredded up. That's right. Yeah. Batty, Batty was following Krista. Batty had already been introduced at this point. But mm-hmm. Batty is played by Robin Williams. And he's a bat that uh, had been tested for, I assume, cosmetics or whatever, some kind of science. He's been tested apparently for all yeah. kinds of things. He's got a whole song. Mm-hmm. I saw you tweeting, like, I didn't know this was a musical. No, I didn't. I did you not. Know. I wouldn't really consider it a musical. Um, to me, a musical is something that uses music to tell the story. And they don't really do that too much. The only music they really use to tell the story is his song. Really. Because it tells you about him as a character. Yeah. But it's, it's quite now a there's few a lot songs. of music in the movie. Yeah. So. I'm going to say there's quite a few songs. Mm. So... I would I would consider it a musical, um, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't aware that there was music in yeah. Fire Gully. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, watching that, I was like, yeah, I did not see this. Yeah, because you're. Do you like musicals? I can never remember. I'm sorry. Um, I'll take that as a no. So. <laughs> But Robin Williams has like this whole little rap song. Mm-hmm. You know, red, white, green, white, stuck them right through me. I do every word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's like warning them about like humans and like what they did to him. And he's very like, I don't mess with them. You shouldn't either. 
<laughs> I mean, with a whole antenna on the side of his head, I wouldn't mess with him. Either. I don't blame her either. Yeah. And anytime you like bother the antenna, like it scrambles his brain. And he's doing something else, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm, I don't blame him. I would never want to deal with humans either. So right. he does rescue Krista and Zach, but once he recognizes that Zach is a human, he drops them both. He's like, mm, nah, I don't do that. <laughs> right. And I was like, I respect it. <laughs> you can't be mad at it. You can't. No. And nobody gets mad at him for it either. Right. Right. So I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You're lucky yeah. he don't bite him. So. Real lucky. You know. Lucky all he got was dropped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Zach also meets Pitts, who is this fairy who... I don't know if they're supposed to be dating Krista or if he just has a crust on Krista. I don't know. But like uh, <laughs> Pips from the beginning. <laughs> Problematic. Because uh, there's like a scene where, you know, that Krista is talking to Maggie. Right. Mm -hmm. And she their their meeting's over and she flies out and she sees Pips. And he's like, How you talk to Maggie more than you talk to me. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, I don't have anything to learn from you, so <laughs> like, well, <laughs> okay, right? Like, she's kind of mentoring me, you're just here, you have nothing to teach me, right? So, why would we be tired? <laughs> why are you getting jealous? Like, this is stupid, so silly. You know, why I'm talking to Maggie, right? You know, because apparently, I feel, I feel, I feel like her dad is also some kind of leader in the tree spike community but it's not really clear um yeah so that's pips and so of course when zach meets pips they have a big old ego off because mm -hmm. right? they both like krista mm -hmm. uh, pips is petty yeah but zach zach is not gonna take it he doesn't care right mm -hmm. he's not gonna deal with his mess he's, he's not afraid because like uh Pips tries to like challenge him to like come with my boys and we'll show you the real fern gully. Like what? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so silly. Stuff is <laughs> fairies in the forest. Okay. Right. Right. You know he has this gang of uh, fellow fairies, I guess, and other creatures who ride flying beetles as if they're mm -hmm. motorcycles. Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was a really cool like way to use the flying beetles. Yeah. But you know, they're supposed to be kind of like a biker gang kind of deal, I guess. Right. They're, they're the rebels. They're the cool kids. I don't know what you're rebelling against. You live in paradise. Yeah. And you don't. There's, there's nothing to rebel against. Mm -mm. You're just, just bored. Right. <laughs> just for the sake of rebelling. That's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And I don't think anybody takes them seriously. Uh, it's not like they're they're committing crimes because there's no crime. There's nothing right. crime to. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. Um, another because like another lesson that we learn um, from their society is that you know they believe power is meant to be shared, right? And when we share the power together, we can change things mm -hmm. really good for everybody's well being. Which I really like that message. Yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me. The messaging in the movie is you know kind of heavy handed. Oh. Is it? You know, it's very late. <laughs> There's no mistake of what they're trying to get across. Right. Um, which, you know, I think is helpful because we don't have to wonder. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, there's no wondering that's no. going on. Yeah. The messages yeah. are save the rainforest. Right. Stop writing down trees. Right. Okay. No. Uh don't be mean. Don't carve your name into wood. Like Yeah. All yeah. all of that. All of that affects the rainforest. So please stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't want we don't want we don't want that toxic rain pouring down like eggshell Maine. I don't Right. Although I do want to try egg chamois now because I'm very hungry. <laughs> so they they uh they have their little jealous, like, you know, back and forth. Uh, and Zach begins to like fall for Krista and everything. And he doesn't tell her what's really going on, like with the leveler and everything. He's just like, Oh, I I don't know. They're no friend gully's fine. You're set you're safe. Mm-hmm. Nothing's gonna happen, you know. Right. I am. I am not involved at all. Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> the X's are to save the trees. Right. The like, X's are to mark where they where it can't go. Right. Because they they conceptualize the leveler as a monster. Because of course you would. You don't know what this is. You mm-hmm. just see us destroying your home, and they're like, "Well, you know, what can we do about it? Like, we can't leave. This is our home. We have nowhere else to go." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Zach and Krista have, like, this very 80s and 90s, like, little romance, um, I don't know, scenes uh, with this music on top. You know, it's just, it's just very, just 1992, just perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I really love the animation here because they go into this cave where there's, like, all of this reflective rock or crystals or something and it looks like diamonds you know in the sky basically it looks like a night sky is all around them and there's the water reflecting it so it's even more and i just mm. i love that scene i think that's so pretty yeah and um he kisses her and she's like what is that right right she didn't know which way was up at the she after he did that yeah. he's like uh i need to go talk to meg i need to let her know you're here right. <laughs> just stay here I'll be back. Yeah. And of course he doesn't. He does not stay. He can't because he notices that the oil is in the water. He's able to feel the pain of the tree now that it has it's sucking up his oil instead of water. Mm-hmm. And he, he realizes that um, they're on the way to destroy Fern Collie. And I'm thinking, well, no, I'm pretty sure, very sure actually, that that wasn't part of their original plans. Because once Hexus gets into the leveler, he tells them to go there. Right. right. And the X on his tree was a mistake in the first place anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but now they're in Fergully and we see them cut down the tree where he was carving her name into it. Mm-hmm. And um, I really kind of like the way they animated the tree at that point because uh, Chris is like, you can't feel the tree's pain. Why would you do this? You know, but the way they animate the tree, it looks like irritated skin. Yeah. So, like, where he's carved it in, it's like a little bit raised. It looks swollen and red. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, a, I thought, I was, I was like, oh, that's a really good way of, but it still looks like a tree. But it's a really good way of getting the idea across that what he's doing is hurting the tree physically. Right. Right. Because I mean, they are alive at the end of the day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it makes sense. Yeah. And it's a good way to get it across to a kid. Hmm. Kid's gonna know what that looks like. Right. So instead of trying to conceptualize the idea that trees feel pain, we can mm. show it this. Right. 
It's right. like how to, you know. So I really like that. Um, yeah, that was a good idea. Yeah. But um, Zach almost all also almost gets eaten by some kind of lizard, played by Tone Loke. <laughs> yeah, I was yes. like, that's that voice a mile away. Mm-hmm. I saw your tweet and I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention him before, so I was like, trying to leave some surprises. Don't want to spoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he's I, a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. He's got such a great and singular voice. I'm kind of. So, did he do more? Do you know if he's done more voice acting? Because I don't. I don't know. About um, it. he did Baby's Kids. Oh right, Baby's Kids. I'm that. I saw that yeah. in the theater actually. Did you? I did not see that in the theater, but I did see it as a kid though. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like anything he touches is just pretty much iconic. Um. Because his his voice on Baby's Kids is iconic. Yeah, his voice is iconic. His voice is iconic. Yeah. Which is kind of why I'm surprised I haven't heard him like do more things. <clears throat> right, right. The voice acting. You would have thought you would have thought they would have used him more in in that um realm of voice acting because he does a great a great job, you know, with doing it. Um you know what I heard? I heard this a really long time ago about Tom Luke. What's the that? reason why that the reason why his voice is like that mm-hmm. is that when he was a kid, he used to um, like to watch people drink coffee, but he was too young to drink coffee, so he would drink hot water, and it messed up his his voice. No, it ha- it would have to be like burning hot. I guess because kids also but, drink tea and hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> But that that's what I heard. And I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what I heard. I tried to look mm-hmm. it up to see if it was the truth. Because, I mean, something like that, you would think would be on a uh, Wikipedia page. but Right, it's not. You know, well, I'm looking you know. at it right now. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. But then I went down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. with Tone Loke. Um, I looked up his kids. <laughs> <laughs> then I looked up. What's like Tone Loke doing today? <laughs> right, right. And I looked up that he's had um, a lot of uh, a lot of instances where he would pass out on stage. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, MG. Mm-hmm. So now he wears those um, those lobes to like keep him from having seizures on stage. Because yeah. so, they've yeah. got it down here that's, that's happened at least three times to him since 1995. Man, I saw more than that. I was like, well, that's why I said at least because I'm sure it's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just like, goodness gracious. So basically, you just watching, you just going to see him possibly pass out. Like that's crazy, but yeah. yeah. But shout out to Tom Lope. <laughs> yeah, you know, a really cool surprise here. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that also another thing that also surprised me about the cast is like they have John Ward playing Zach. And he mm-hmm. does a really, really good job, I think, mm-hmm. as Zach. But you have Christian Slater. Yeah. Why is he not Zach? He's Pip, which is okay, but he's a side character. <laughs> like he is a side character. Right. right. He's not the main one. Christian but Slater was very hot at the time. So I'm just kind of right. Hmm, right. And I think he could have played a 16 year old. Yeah, I think he could have played him just fine. Like yeah. it would have been fine. Yeah. Uh there's also Cheech and Chong in here. Mm-hmm. They're both in here. They play members of the Beetle Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Pip's gang. Um, but yeah, apparently there's supposed to be more with the Beetle Boys and Pip. 
But once they got like all over Robin Williams's tracks, they were like, we got to put more of him in here. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can understand. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can totally understand. Because you can like see how they've animated Batty to fit the voice that the voice acting mm-hmm. that is doing, which is not always what happens when you're doing right. voice acting. But I was like, oh, they really liked what he did. That's what, that's what this is. Right, right. So <clears throat> as the uh you know, they find out that you know Zach was lying mm-hmm. about being involved with the deforestation mm-hmm. and uh Krista's heartbroken, right? Yeah. Um, but you know he can't deny it anymore, and he has to let them know he because he he doesn't want anything to actually happen to him. Again, Zach is sixteen, so mm-hmm. You're right. You know, given the you know it's a little it's a little bit of character growth, which is good. Mm-hmm. Right? So Zach tries to because like the Nexus like gets to Fern Gully, and Crystal like tries to make a fortification, but of course it's made of trees because like all their magic is. Or what do we you would say like earth magic, right? So everything that grows out of the ground is what they control. Mm-hmm. So of course that doesn't work against the leveler. No. It's the leveler. Right. <laughs> so and then Hexus is like, I'm back. You thought you could get rid of me? Right. Can't call it, I got nothing on, you know. It's <laughs> <He's> very because <laughs> he has this, you know, right before this, he has that whole song about toxic love which you i mean one thing you have tim curry you have to have him do a song okay it's only right, right. it's and only right it's also really strangely sexy <laughs> now i wouldn't go that far no i'm not saying like <laughs> i'm not saying that it was attractive but like the way the song like the song is like supposed to be kind of like a sexy slinky kind of like villainous thing right you know mm-hmm. And like they, he's even got like this kind of like, almost like a, you know that scene in Flashdance where she like jumps, does a water thing. Yeah. And like there's this whole thing in his song where he's anim- where he's animated like this kind of skeleton, and he's like arching his back and everything and singing and all this stuff, and it's very much giving like a sexy performance. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. I, and also I, with the I, way that Tim Curry that. just sings, you know, and also. Don't you want my toxic love? Ooh, you want my toxic love? Like it's very much like. <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't think that. Yeah, but <laughs> you're making you're making a point. I will. That's give what you- they're. I mean, yeah. those are the elements to me that elements they're incorporating in the song, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you experience some kind of awakening, I that I can't what because <laughs> I, I was scared as a kid. Right. Right. <laughs> The whole skeleton, like dripping skull and smoke, like oh, it's very like oh, and he can just go anywhere, right, right. You know, so he can fit in anything. He can control a lot of stuff. Like it's it's a lot. Yeah. So for me, it was scary, but apparently for some people, not so much. Yeah. No, I I can definitely (laughs) right. I can definitely see why you would be scared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially with like being what nineteen ninety two, so mm-hmm. seven. Right. <laughs> right. I get it. I get it. Nineteen ninety two was a busy year. <laughs> but you could totally see like a um uh what is that? Uh gosh. The kind of shows they do, you know, with the feather boas and stuff. 
What burlesque? Burlesque. I could totally okay. see a burlesque dance or performance mm -hmm. to toss a glove. Now that would have been hilarious. And there is funny burlesque. I've seen it. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually went to a show here a few years ago, and one of the performers she did a Cookie Monster. <laughs> Not Cookie Monster. <laughs> yeah, she did burlesque with Cookie Monster. It was so funny. That's hilarious. Uh, great. Exactly. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I could totally see this mm -hmm. doing a whole burlesque number to this. Are you kidding? It would be so much fun. Right. <laughs> right. Tim Curry, Toxic Love. Great. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so he's in there and he's trying to destroy things. And Maggie is trying to set it right, but he's apparently just too powerful this time. Um, we don't know what created him in the first place. But yeah. like, they don't really give too much of a backstory. Yeah, but um, you know, since human technology has gotten better, I guess so has the pollution. So he's gotten stronger too. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. Maggie realizes she can't take him down, and what she decides to do is give her magic to everyone else. Mm. So, and I think this part kind of confused me as a kid. I didn't really understand what she was doing. Mm-hmm. I just understand that she had died, like, <laughs> you know, and then everybody turned from they because everybody has a little tail lights, right? Yeah. Uh, Maggie's and Krista's are blue, but everybody else's are green. Mm -hmm. And that's because Maggie and Krista have the magic, and everybody else doesn't. Mm -hmm. So Maggie decides she's going to diminish herself and share her magic with everyone else, all the other tree sprites, and even mm -hmm. Zach gets a little bit of. Magic Maggie dust. Yeah. Which is the way I'm going to think about it instead of ashes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really catch that. I mean, that she was like dying per se. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that she quote unquote died until she went into Hex's mouth. No, that was Krista who went to Hex's mouth. Oh. I'm talking Maggie, the older lady. Oh, the old lady. Okay. Yeah, I didn't catch that one at all. Okay. Yeah. She's like, because uh, she's doing this and sure, the color like drains away from her. And Krista goes up to her and she's like, Maggie, don't leave me. Mm -hmm. you know, we still need you. And that's when Maggie tells her that, you know, uh, power, sh sharing the power is better. You know, and she's, okay. like, she's like, I'll always be with you. Yeah. Mm. And then she disappears to magic Mackie dust. And then everybody's taillights go from green to blue because they all have the magic now. Okay. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I just thought she went away. Dang, that makes it even worse. Okay. But, all right. What you know? Yeah. So. It's then when they, you know, she sacrifices herself, basically. Mm -hmm. So Zach tries to turn off the machine, right? Depriving Hexus of its power. And, um, but it's really kind of hard to do. And he gets the, Nexus gets the oil in the machine and like sets the forest on fire. <laughs> and Krista also sacrifices herself. Because she flies like right into Nexus's mouth, and everybody thinks that's the end of her, including right. Nexus. Right. 
and he's just like, I'm unstoppable, right? He's eating this golden child of the fairies, like, or something. Uh, but all of a sudden, things start growing out of him. Leaves, mm. vines, trees, plants. Right. And all of a sudden, he's enclosed. And he can't escape. Right. Again, they trap him. Mm-hmm. They trap him in nature. Which, man, I wish we could get something a little stronger. Because... Man, you think they're not going to come back to try and chop down this forest, right? Right. So maybe that's what the sequel deals with. I've actually never seen the sequel, so I couldn't say. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, the sequel came out in like 1998. So yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that it took a few years. I wondered if they have the same issues um, with Disney. Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because you know how petty Disney is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so uh, the rest of the fairies also like are flying around the tree to try and help it grow because that's their powers to help things grow. Mm-hmm. And they also start help repairing the forest. They start growing new, new plants, regrowing some of the life that was cut out due to the fire and the, the leveler and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zach is, I mean, Chris is able to make return Zach to his actual size. Because she did try before, and it turned into, into all different kinds of animals. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And I, especially with Batty, be like, no, keep going. Like, try right, again. Right, right. <laughs> he was loving right. it. He was like, no. Zach was like, absolutely not. Do he was not. like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but yeah. He's like, I am thoroughly entertained. Right, right. So, she, she, uh, she turns him back into regular size. He finds like his former co-workers who had no idea about Nexus until he took over the thing. They were like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only came to cut down trees. Uh, right. What is this? Right. So hopefully he will go back and I don't know if you should tell anybody anything actually other than don't cut down this tree. Yeah. I feel like because he, I mean, he said that, you know, um, cause she was just like, um, we basically, um, defeated Hexus. So we're good. And he was like, no, I gotta go back because there's still humans that can do mm-hmm. this. So mm-hmm. I feel like he has a, um, new career path that he could, um, pursue when he goes back. And that's to be anti chopping down rainforests. <laughs> to be an environmentalist. Yeah. An advocate or or an activist? Right, right. Because, I mean, he's 16. So something like something as dramatic as what he just experienced will have him being the anti. Oh, yeah, for sure. Got to protect the rainforest, you know. Exactly. And the tree sprites. And and also not release Nexus. Right, right. So I can, or at least, at least, um, not chop down rainforests, like chop down something else, but leave the rainforests <laughs> away. Chop down something else, right. a different forest, right? But not okay. not the rain. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> they they do tell Tony and Ralph, who are his coworkers, that things need to change uh, mm-hmm. as they walk off, and that is the end of the movie. Yep. Yep. So do you see 
um, this being a movie that could be made in present day. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Like <laughs> nothing has changed. So <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this uh this um message still rings true. Oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. I mean I, it's only getting worse, like with the fires and floods and extreme weather. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Luckily the rain is not actual acid burning through everything yet. So not yet. Not yet. You know. So, but I can definitely um definitely see this being a movie that um can be brought to current. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean maybe Disney would want to be involved this time instead no. of <laughs> Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of why if they only be in like as competition, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's a better environmentalist story, (laughs) right? Right, not because we actually care about environmentalism, right? Right, but then you know, they'll put 20 on the 10 and do a whole series and put it on Disney Plus, you know, and then take it off, right. Sorry, I'm just really mad because they took off the show that I like a lot. It's a really recent show. Really? Oh, it, it even won Lauren, and now you can't watch it. What it, show is that? Of course you're going to ask me the title. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you ask me about things, I, I can't remember them immediately. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I'll give yeah. you a minute to pull it up. But, um, yeah, what was outside of the propaganda of it all, what was another big takeaway from this film? Well, I mean, I think it's positive propaganda. I think we should be taking care of nature. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure, you know, there's a place for us to live. Yeah. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think that's a good idea. I um especially I feel like this 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 is very much kind of like a primer into the idea of environmentalism because the the one of the criticisms of the movie was like having nexus be the one kind of responsible isn't accurate at all you know um we don't really see any changes like with the necessarily maybe with the company right or with like the people working for it, we see you know them have a little bit of different idea maybe, but we don't know anything that they're going to do with it. Um, so mm. it's kind of more of a primer for me. I would not be like this is the best example. Yeah, but I wouldn't go too far into it either because it's a cartoon. Like, right, exactly. It's yeah. a cartoon. Right. I think it's. I think it's where what what doing what it said it was going to do. Right, right. It, it did. It that's did why. Enough. That's why I say it's a primer. That's just your jumping off point to get into more into the topic. You know. Right, like it did enough. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we, you don't go to a cartoon trying to, you know, save the world. I mean, you can, but what you, you really, if you want more, true. you'll probably need to get a documentary. You need to get a series, something like that. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the show to... I was talking about is the Mysterious Benedict Society. Oh, okay, okay. Such a good show. Yeah. But like, but like as far as like a cartoon, it's supposed to pique your interest. You know what I mean? And which I'm sure 
I'm most definitely sure is what it what it has done. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So yeah, like yes, you said, exactly. you'll go into documentaries or stuff like that if you want to do more um, research on it or anything like that. But no, like you don't go to a cartoon to try to That's save fair. the world. Well, I would not. I just wouldn't expect a cartoon to give like detail specific. Yeah, plan. you know, like an action plan or stuff like that. Right, I just, right. That's just not something I would expect from this. Um, but I could understand hoping for something more because it's not like there was a lot of that kind of content made for kids at that level. Mm-hmm. Right, and then that too, like it's a it's a kids cartoon at that. It's well, it's a kids cartoon, but it's like a nice big budget kids cartoon. Right. Yeah, but it has to be entertaining on top on top of all of that. And right, you yeah. want it with the time frame for the kids too, like yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think I think the point was made. I think the point was made just fine. Yeah, and they're just they, going too much. Yeah, I mean, I can understand it. You know, especially when you have something you're really passionate about and you want other people to be passionate about it too. I, I get the impulse, but yes, like they. The uh, was it producer Wayne Young was saying like they blatantly it was blatantly environmental they knew that like they weren't trying to be subtle and although they were trying to like avoid from preaching necessarily so you don't that's kind of like probably one of the reasons you don't get more of like you should turn off the lights or whatever you know like Mm -hmm. uh but yeah they wanted to be viewed as entertainment as well yeah you know I think it delivers on what it says it wants to do. I agree. I agree. So let's get into our rating system. Mm-hmm. So we have um, one movie real trash AF, two, it exists, three, entertaining, four, great, five, a true classic. So, Maria, what say you? I'm going to be unorthodox this time. I'm going to give it a three, but I think it is also classic. <laughs> but I wouldn't be able to give it a five. Okay. I would say it's an entertaining classic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I would I would give it a three as well. It's, um, it's entertaining. It does get the point across. It's not too heavy-handed, but um, you definitely know it is propaganda. Um, Why? <laughs> not in a negative way. <laughs> not no. I mean, propaganda ain't always negative, right? It's just typically only used in a negative way, which is why. Yeah. I keep saying that, so yeah. <laughs> but um. But yeah. But yeah. But it it is entertaining nonetheless. Um. So yeah, three. I think a yeah. solid three. Yeah, there are um, eight songs. In the movie. It's definitely a musical. (laughs) It is not a musical. As somebody who loves musicals, I don't have to disagree with you there. That it's not a musical. Mm -hmm. It has music in it, uh, but there's only a couple of songs that really relate to the story that they're telling. It ain't like you in a car and music is playing. That's not it. No, it's a musical. (laughs) Well, the thing that's the only thing though, with the musical, you have to communicate the story through the music. And they only do that kind of twice. Everything else is just kind of, it's just music for words, but it's not really important to the story. If they stop the story to sing. But they didn't stop the story to sing. The characters they, aren't they singing. Weren't. 
There's only two characters who sing. Yes. Exactly. So not a musical. So nonetheless, it constitutes as a musical. Not if the characters aren't singing. The characters did sing. The characters sing only twice out of eight that songs. Is, that is the character singing. Twice out of eight songs is not a musical make. It happened. Yeah, they sang twice out of eight songs. Yes. It's not a musical. Yes, it most definitely is. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's okay. It is okay. That's nothing no. wrong. It's with just technically not a musical. It's just not. <laughs> it is okay. <coughs> oh, excuse me. But yeah. So you watch Hamilton and then watch this and you tell me what's a musical. Oh no, now there's levels to watch musical. Phantom of the Opera and watch this and you tell me what's a musical. There's levels. <laughs> I will give you that. There are levels. But nonetheless. Not a musical. So sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. We're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but um let's see, it costs 24 million. Right? Mm -hmm. And it only made thirty two point seven million, so it was not like a real hit. Yeah, um, but it was had enough of a following to get that sequel, which came out in nineteen ninety eight. And mm -hmm. so, you know, by that time, I was in high school. You know, in the middle of my teenage years, so I wasn't really checking for Frank Gully. You right, right. especially since it was like direct to video sequel. Oh yeah, absolutely no. We yeah. ain't, we ain't watching that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Barely watching the Disney direct video sequels, right? I don't watch any of them, right? I think I watched the uh, oh, we had you know, we had somebody who made tapes, so mm. I I had one, it was like a, a Aladdin sequel, and I think I watched it once. I didn't even know Aladdin had a sequel, mm -hmm. they all do. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> all those 90 movies have sequels. Mm. But they were all like direct-to-video sequels. Mm -hmm. I wonder why, especially when they were big hits, because Aladdin was a big enough hit to have a. Theater. Little Mermaid has a sequel. All that. Yeah. Okay. Because mm -hmm. like it, the Little Mermaid sequel tells the story of Ariel's daughter. And everything. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But that was also direct-to-video because a lot of times they're using they're not, it's not the big budget. A lot of times mm -hmm. they don't get the same actors back. A lot of times they might be using a less prominent artist studio to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like second string, I guess, like JV. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. That sounds so ugly because they work so hard mm -hmm. to do that stuff. So, but like, that's kind of how it played out. Right, right. So, I get it. Well, for next week, um, yeah, we're gonna so finally nice. we're gonna finally do the distinguished gentleman. Distinguished <laughs> gentleman, yes, and that um, is starring Eddie Murphy. This is a movie that I did watch a whole lot because um, I had it on tape, and um, Charlie oh. Ralph is in it as well. Also, um, nineteen ninety two. Yes, as I'm saying, nineteen ninety two is a big year. I guess that's what we're doing. We're rolling. Yeah. Yeah, we just gonna finish out the year in 1992, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, as well because I remember you saying that you never even heard of this movie. No, but uh, looking at, I remember this poster. Okay, where it kind of looks like Monopoly, where he's taking money out of the Capitol, mm -hmm. or or the White House. I'm not sure which one that is, but yeah. yeah. 
I remember the poster. Okay. All right. So um, that is on YouTube. So mm -hmm. just like Fern Gully, great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, right. The stars did not want to work with me this morning. So. Oh yeah, I watched mm -hmm. it on Pluto. Hey. Yeah, it's it's it. a lot. Fern Gully is at a lot of spots. It is. It is. Yeah because it is currently streaming for free so yeah. and there's a, quite a few movies on youtube streaming for free right now actually so yeah 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 i noticed that yeah yep so we have the distinguished gentleman next week so maria where can we find you you can find me online anywhere everywhere if i'm there you'll find me at valar more dollars that's v-a-l-a-r-m-o-r dollars I'm also on another podcast called Neurogasm Noir with five other black women talking nerdy, geeky, pop culture things. So you can come join us over there. And where can they find you, Lindsay? Um, I am everywhere at L underscore Renell. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. And also on my other podcast, they actually talk with me and my cousin Lily. And we talk about various things. Yes, Lily was on last week. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I love his contributions. I really do. He's fun. Yes. Yes. He is definitely fun. Um, and he's as enthused as we are. <laughs> yes. Yes. That makes all the difference. Right. 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 So, um, yes. So that is episode forty-five of mm -hmm. Rumi's Review the Movies, and we will see you guys next week. Yeah. For episode. Well, I'm not gonna say next week. Oh. Probably oh. in the next year. Yeah, I forgot. We are that close to the end. Okay. We are that close yeah. to the end, girl. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see you guys when we see you. See you. When we <laughs> right. We see, we see you for the next episode. <laughs> right. There we go. Stay subscribed. Right. <laughs> we will be back. When Turn we on see. your notifications. All that. <laughs> but we will see you guys for episode 46. Bye. Bye.